Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 corner office ceo and the blue collar worker this is the biz 1440 kycr golden valley with srn news i'm bob agnew in washington a state judge on Friday lifted an order temporarily blocking Louisiana's abortion trigger bans from being in effect. They kicked in immediately after the Roe versus Wade decision was handed down by the Supreme Court, reversing abortion on demand. That meant nearly all abortions in Louisiana are now illegal in the state, even though that was challenged a few weeks ago. Attorney General Jeff Landry says anyone violating the state's abortion ban now can be prosecuted. Abortion clinics that are operating in the state of Louisiana as of today are operating illegally based upon the laws and the Constitution of Louisiana. And they do so, if they continue to operate, they do so under their own risk, both the doctors and the clinics as well. Louisiana's trigger laws have been blocked since June 27th after abortion providers sued the state over the bans, which they said violated the state Constitution. This is SRN News. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only do they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning. Welcome. King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440 on a job Saturday. Good to be with you. That was a heck of a jobs report. Um, it's also a heck of a weekend. Glad to be, be here. But I get excited about these things. My my wife kind of gave me the eye roll about, oh, I don't know, about 725. She sees me with 
you know, with CNBC up over here, Bloomberg up over here. I had two different, I had actually three screens going. I had one of my screens split in half. Uh, but I had three different things feeding me information, constantly refreshing the BLS page to get this. And, and she just gives me the eye roll. I'm like, You're, you, did you take the day off just to do this? I said, no, I did, took the day off for other reasons, but this gets to be part of my day. Um, so, yeah, I took yesterday off. Not because of the job support. Actually, because I had, a, I had, a, I had my, uh, my uh, ha- every uh, six-month checkup at the doctor, and it's like it was a pretty good reason to break up. It was already going to break up the day, so why not just cash it all in? Uh, beautiful weather out. Got out and walked around a farmer's market, did some uh, landscaping shopping and uh, for some materials, and uh, still got some work to do in the backyard. And fascinating. I mean, you know what? I'm going to detour to tell the story because it kind of relates to Job Saturday. Um, There was a uh, restaurant bar here in the area um, that uh, had a fire um, late in in 2020. Um, And, you know, in the middle of the COVID panic, we still hadn't had vaccines, I think, when this place burnt. I'm not going to name the place, but I don't need to give them free advertising. I might advertise somebody else here today, but uh, oh, free advertising. But I don't need to advertise this place. But people in the area will know immediately when I said a pretty important place in town, a restaurant bar, burnt. Um, and my first thought was, well, given COVID and all that, he's going to just give it up. Um He's close to my age. He must be a few years younger than me, but he's probably in his late 50s or early 60s. Nope. He announces the next week we're rebuilding the whole thing and it'll be bigger and better than ever. Six months later, he's ready. He's got everything in place. And then he does something that is really quite remarkable. Now, if you've been going to restaurants, you know, and I've been going to restaurants, we're all going out because we can, which wasn't true two years ago. Well, we could two years ago, but we had to make all these arrangements. And even last summer, I can promise you here on the King Banyan Show, I talked about the fact that, that most restaurants seem to be really struggling with having enough workers. In the middle of this meal, I, we, we were out with another couple, and, and, and I'm in the middle of this, and I leaned over and one of the people I've talked to is one of my regular sources she's an HR director for a good sized uh, business here in the area and I said I can see why you like it here it's my first time here she says why is that I said they have enough workers and I'm looking around I said I said have you observed they actually are able to keep up with all the tables here and I'm looking at the number of people there. There's a band that's about to, that's going to play. They're setting up, and I didn't want to stay for the band, so I left. But I'm looking around. I said, I said, can you believe this? They, I looked. They had plenty of workers. Um, I know my way around a restaurant, and I know when a restaurant's understaffed. I know when a restaurant's well staffed. I know when a restaurant's overstaffed. And that's my complaint about. I walk into. I walk into a lot of coffee shops and I see they've got like six people working there. I'm like, why are there six people here? You can do this with four. But here's a case where if you tried to do it with four, if you tried to serve that entire floor with four or five servers, it wasn't going to work. They really did need probably seven or eight to make it work, and they had them. The story is, and I know this from a couple people who told me, including one person who was the victim of this. This guy, after spending all this money rebuilding his place, said, I have to have enough workers to make my investment pay off. And so, as I understand it, he offered everybody, basically said, how much are you making at such and such a place? And give him a number, say, I'll give you $2 an hour more to come over here to work for me. Um, that he basically outbid the rest of the market. Oh, um, they took her jibs! They took the jobs from the other places and brought them over to his place. He's doing wow. well. And the, yeah, and the other guy is kind of, the other people are, well, one of the, one of the other restaurants is, is, is out of business. They just couldn't keep themselves open. 
Um, so paying well is important, but it does mean higher wages. And so there's your today's theme. It used to be the case, and I put this on our Twitter feed at Pound KBRS. It's the way you follow the show. My handle's at Banyan Show here on the Biz 1440. Uh, We're the King Banyan Show. But if you want to follow what my research is and what I'm working on, what I'm looking at now are wages and the fact that we now are treating higher wages. We've gone from saying, oh, my goodness, wages are so low, people are suffering, things are terrible, to... Hmm, wages are really going up rapidly. That looks like a wage price spiral. That's inflation. We need to tighten monetary policy. And to me, as a as I said as I implied a few moments ago, as a guy who's in his sixties, who studied economics in the nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties, this is back to the future time for me. We are act, we we're now reading jobs reports the way we used to read jobs reports, which is when the economy really look does really really well. We look at that and go, hmm, that probably means the Fed's going to tighten monetary policy, which wasn't true from about two thousand seven until six seven months ago. Right, we went through. 10, 11, well, probably 13 years of people who looked at a jobs report, and if it had good news in it, they reacted un, as unalloyed good. The market went up. Everything was okay. The market actually yesterday didn't really react very much to the jobs report. It had good news. It had some not-so-good news. Let's let's sort of dig into this jobs report and figure out what's what's happening. We got surprising numbers on the payroll report. We got surprising numbers on the household report. They kind of go in different directions, but I don't think they do. I think you can pull them together to come up with a with a single story of what's happening. And that and that's why I started this talking about wages. Because wages are as much the story now as is the number of jobs or the unemployment rate. Now the Federal Reserve is going to look at the unemployment rate. That's what they're they're going to be focused on that. Um, and you'll hear a lot of commentary about wages and the you know about about the unemployment rate allowing the Fed to do more because because in the in the Federal Reserve Act and its various um, amendments that have happened since it was first passed in 1913. The goal of monetary policy includes high employment as well as stable prices. Right, high employment and and sustainable growth, and so there is there's a nod to growth in there. But we talk about the dual mandate; it's high employment as well as stable prices. Well, we don't have stable prices, but as long as you've got an unemployment rate that most people recognize as being in the neighborhood of full the full employment unemployment rate at three point six percent. The Federal Reserve is perfectly reasonable to say, well, we can just we can focus just on inflation because the unemployment issue is dealt with for now. It's dealt with for reasons that are going to cause people some heartburn, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But as long as you see an unemployment rate at 3.6%, frankly, the, the payroll growth number, which was good, and, and I know people want to talk about the revisions to the revisions to May and April took away 74,000 jobs. Yeah, well, doesn't matter. Okay, those, those, that's just reporting what happened in the past. If people are usually trying to predict the change number. They're not trying to predict the level of employment. Now, I don't actually forecast that way, but for most people, that's how they forecast. So they're... So when people when the number came in at three seventy six and uh, actually on the uh, I think I want to say on the uh, on the overall number yeah three eighty one on private three seventy two overall uh, when that number comes in at that level if you said two fifty five or or two seventy five I saw a lot of two hundred somethings in what what the various forecasting shops are saying. You don't get a you, you you don't get a mulligan for the fact that there was you don't get a mulligan for the fact that there was a downward revision to the previous numbers, right? Because the downward revisions are something you should be expecting. 
and they're not like random events. So I'm not particularly, I'm, I think the, you can say the payroll number surprised to the upside had some really good news in it. One piece of news that I found very, very helpful is the fact that if you look through the uh, entire figures, right, of that 381,000 private sector jobs added, only 67,000 were in the leisure and hospitality sector. So for three, for three months in a row, that number has been between 55 and 70,000 jobs being added a month. So to go back to where where I started with my story about the about the bar that burnt da- bar restaurant burnt down rebuilt it is hiring lots of people and they have plenty of workers there and they were good by the way that their service was 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 quite good the food is the food is I'll say it's it's good bar food it's not great bar food but it's good bar food um, but I was there I was there to sit on a deck and and visit with some friends and. Uh, those numbers have been were, were strong, but what I'd like to see is the fact that a lot of the growth in this area are happening in places where we could use some growth. For example, healthcare and social assistance, that number actually came up quite a bit. Um, and I think that's going to be part of the story of why we see this increasing number of, of um, wages that are happening. I want to explain that fact to you right after these messages you are listening to the king banyan show on the biz 1440 like people only do things because they get paid and that's just really sad sightseeing in ferris at the mall in bloomington or on horseback in dallas we're where you are listen to the biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They are so passionate about teaching people how to own physical gold and silver. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Summertime! Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. From up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Step into Red Wing Shoes this season for a comfortable pair of waterproof footwear. They feature safety toe and regular toe work boots and shoes. Let their friendly fit experts find you the right footwear for your job in the right size. Remember, Red Wing also carries accessories, polish, socks, inserts, and more. Don't forget to ask about their mobile shoe service where they bring the store to you. Visit Red Wing Shoes in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. 
There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see our daily lineup, win prizes at the VIP fan club, catch up on your favorite podcasts, and more. Welcome back, Ding Dangin' Show. The Biz 1440. Thank you for being here. By the way, in case you can't tell, the uh, the music and a couple extra uh, drop-ins uh, is the sure sh- sure sign that uh, uh, John Berg is with us in the production seat. Daniel is away this week on assignment. We expect him back next week. Uh, and... Uh, It'll be good to have him back, but uh, thanks, John, for stepping in at last minute uh, for to fill a need. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. 651-289-4477 on a job Saturday. Got a couple other items for you. Might be worth us talking about uh, uh, Shinzo Abe, uh, the uh, former prime minister of Japan who was, was assassinated. It, it, you know, you want to talk about the most strange thing probably it's hard to contemplate a country with tighter gun control laws than japan that's a mitch berg question hopefully you'll go listen to him this afternoon on from one to three on am 1280 the patriot our sister station i'll bet he has a comment about that uh and if he doesn't you should call him too uh and 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 get him to comment on it because i'd be very interested in what he has to say about about that issue um so we're on a job Saturday. Jobs report was really good, 3.6% on the unemployment rate. That's the third month in a row with that number, but it happens for the bad reason. The bad reason being you had a bunch of workers who left. You had a bunch of workers who left the job, uh, left the job market. So let me go and, and pull up that, that table for you just so we can uh, we can just look all together. So the person, people not in the labor force, uh, was at 99.3 and then to 99.8. So about 510,000 additional workers, uh, people, I should say, over age 16, who are neither working nor seeking work right now. And indeed, if you say of those who are not in the labor force, they say they want a job but haven't looked in the last four weeks, so they don't count as unemployed. That number actually dropped by 25,000 workers, uh, potential workers. Um, so people who people are still sort of stepping away from this job market. And so it's really interesting. And I have to say, there's enough variability, fluctuation in these data that I'm not I'm not wanting to overreact to a one or two tenth change but as you know as every, most people know uh on the king banyan show the employment to population ratio is a number that i keep track of because it's the one that's the least susceptible to fiddling or to having uh, i think it's the least susceptible number to the way we report the data it's whether or not you actually are employed divided by the number of people that we estimate to be over age 16. It's worth remembering. Um, getting a population ex- estimate is just that. It's an estimate. The only time we actually count the number of people in the country is when we do the census every 10 years. We do not do a census more than more than that. We sample through, through a variety of means to figure out how much population is in each state, and we have demographers who who estimate that. Some of them work at the census. I, I met and talked to a couple people that work in the demographer's office here for the state of Minnesota. They do a great job, but the point is it's, it's an estimate. It's a, it's, it's, um, it's a scientific guess, and I'm going to leave out an adjective um, that many of you probably just stuck in there anyway. But if you look at the, the flow of information from that population number, it's just done, the household survey is a survey of about 60,000 people. 
trying to estimate a population of about 263 million people. So that's a pretty small sample you're trying to uh, you're trying to pull together. The so the number of people who are currently want a job who are who but who haven't looked in the last four weeks those discouraged workers actually fell. So the U6 number came down quite a bit. Um, the unemployment rate stayed at 3.6. The number of people who were unemployed fell by 38,000. But the number of people who were employed based on the household survey, which includes the self-employed, I always remind people, fell by 315,000 workers. So yes, the unemployment rate stayed constant, but it's for like all the wrong reasons. That's that that's that's there. So so the uh, the uh, labor force participation rate is still stuck at sixty two point two. It was it's actually down one tenth, but that employment to population ratio, which I again I think needs to be a number around sixty sixty one to sixty two to indicate that the market's fully back and actively engaging, just fell just one tenth below sixty. Um, at this time. So I just say it's at 60 and I'm really looking for something that's more like 61 or 62. And I don't try to get, don't try to get too fine with those measurements because you're, you're working with estimated data that are, that are not necessarily going to be all that helpful to you in that. So if I take a look at, uh, if I take a look at, uh, uh, um, other unemployment indicators, okay, and look at the number of people who are unemployed in that 25 to 54 year old age group. That is still stuck at three at at three percent. Um, that that makes a lot of sense. The number of people who are unemployed who are 55 years and older is now down at 2.7 from 4.8 a year ago. Um, that those numbers those numbers are declining. But my but when I look at the teenage unemployment rate, it's been at it's been at eleven. It was at eleven a year, eleven point three a year ago. It's now eleven point zero. It's about where you would think it is. There still is, and I tweeted using their hashtag pound KBRS for the show. If you dig back, you can find it. I'll see if I can pull it up and and retweet it to you during the break. But you can, if I forget, you can go back and look to see. Some really interesting results on what's happening with teenage unemployment. It has changed teenage employment during the summer months. It's changed substantially over the last few, over the last 10 to 15 years. Fewer teens go out to work than did, than did before, and that, that's still out there. And that's kind of one of the things that's driving this, this number right now. Um, other things to let's see other things that we can look at in in those data to make sure that's the wrong table um and i've not again i've not seen too much more here if i look at that 16 to 19 year old group still stuck with an unemployment rate of 11 percent, their employment to population ratio is at 32.6 meaning approximately one one in three teens ages 16 to 19, are working right now. Uh, 36.6% are looking. For, 36.6% are either working or looking for work actively during the summer. Did you, I mean, I think I've had this conversation with you before, John, but how old were you when you had your first job? Uh, I was 12. <clears throat> Hazeltine. Yeah. 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 Right? You carried. You carried bags, right? Yep. Carry yeah. bags, and then I think, uh, well, my dad had a coffee shop, so I could work for him, basically. I think that was technically, I can't remember which one I actually did first, but yeah, 12 years old for both of them, and I was working at 13 when I wasn't playing hockey, and then at 14. Whenever I could first legally get a job somewhere else, I went. <laughs> I left my dad's coffee shop, but basically from 12 on, if I wasn't playing hockey, I was employed. Did dad not pay you well? Uh, I mean, he paid me when... <laughs> <laughs> no, I know not, he's listening. By, so by I, today's <laughs> standards, no, no, it wouldn't no. be. Well. No, it wouldn't be. 
but that's all right. Yeah. I mean, you learn things that are invaluable in that scenario. I was his son, so I, I, I'm for yeah. child labor if it's your kid. Go for it. <laughs> I, I am too. My dad, my dad put me on a number of projects too, although he didn't own his own shop. Uh, but, um, but I was working at the plant that he worked at uh, from age 16, and I would argue some of the things he had me do probably weren't supposed to be done by a teen. Um, Been but, there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Probably weren't, I probably wasn't supposed to be driving that forklift, but uh, what the heck. Um, and I can't say and, – and it wasn't joyriding. I mean, I was told, hey, move that thing over there. Um, but, yeah, my first, my first newspaper route, I was, I was 13. I, uh, 13? Yeah, 13 uh, for my first newspaper. So uh, that was fun. And I actually did newspapers all, all the way up till I was 20 uh, because it was, a good way to, it was a good way to make some extra cash. And it was a cash business, which is even better, uh, I will say. But anyway, that's, that's kind of – if you want to think about what's going on with that lower labor force participation rate, I would – I mean, I haven't decomposed it. And or seen anyone else try to decompose it, but I want to know how much of that is because of the lack of particip- lower participation by teens. I'm going to say it's more than a little bit, but I don't know. That's that strikes me as being a pretty interesting project. Maybe you want to work on that. Maybe you should. Maybe you should come write a thesis with us here uh, up at St. Cloud State. I'd love to work on that. Anyway, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. <laughs> legacy will you leave behind tune into this week's money matters with alan mike as they'll be discussing your legacy issues the necessary steps you need to take to ensure your affairs are in order and that you're not leaving a mess for those you love whether you're young or old rich or not so rich this topic is critical for you your spouse and your loved ones listen to money matters with alan mike 2 p.m sunday on the biz 1440 or call them today at 855-231-6010 I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall if you're allergic to pork or if you have gout kidney problems or worsening of painful swollen joints call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions take creon as directed by your doctor and always with food do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation other side effects may include blood sugar changes gas dizziness sore throat and cough these are not all the side effects of creon creon is the number one prescribed epi treatment ask your doctor about creon for epi and visit creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more that's c-r-e-o-n.com sponsored by Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions, and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. 
Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. Feels like the end of the night at a, at a, at the at the bar. This is an underrated song, don't you think? I do, I do, I agree, King. <laughs> I think it's a very underrated song. <laughs> it's a great um, tune. I, I don't understand why I don't hear more people try to play it. It's not a very difficult song to do. But I like the story too. I, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because no one wants to do that voice. They're afraid to. They're afraid to, to compete with that voice, which I would be. I mean, as as someone that sings, I could tell you, I would have a really hard time doing that song without trying to sound like him, which would completely ruin it. Funny, would completely ruin it. Funny side note, and I I, I listened to Rod yeah. Stewart differently, having heard him say this. They asked him how he gets his unique sound. How he you know because I just I just try to sound like Sam Cooke. And he does. He sounds like Sam Cooke, especially when he covers his yes. songs. So that's yes. that's how he gets that sound. But I don't think he can quite get it by just trying to ape him. So. No, no, I can't ape him, and I'm pretty sure I can't try Sam Cooke either. <laughs> I was actually no. Bar- you'll need to Barbara, be at the, wife- you'll need to be at the bar for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. My wife and I were actually doing uh, uh, vocal scales last night because I have agreed to uh, s- to sing while she played someplace. Uh, next month and i'm like okay so we probably need a set list uh, and, uh, and yeah i'm no and i'm not telling you where this i is. was gonna say i'm gonna be there if you'll if you'll share i, I i'll well off air i i will tell you i don't want to advertise it got it there. got it uh but uh, but it, it, it's it's next it's next month uh, and who knows maybe i'll slip up and let <laughs> let the cat out of the bag nice later. but anyway we, we were doing scales and all and she goes to play a scale and i'm like oh my god i really have lost three notes you know, <laughs> in, uh, you know to age over, you know i have yeah yeah those are the three uh or one two three four five yeah uh, i probably didn't lose all those five but uh i think i lost three of those that was audio uh, that was audio wasn't it i thought that was an audio clip from uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yes, that was a live recording. Anyway, uh six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. We're having fun on a job Saturday. Uh as I think about other jobs I might end up having to do someday, like singing singing it you know, for my for my dinner. That would be that will help with the weight loss. Um so uh we talk about the jobs report. You know, one of the things I will, I'm gonna play some clips of of reactions to this too that I think are important for you to, to think of, to, to hear, because the reaction to this thing is I said at the beginning of the show, the reaction to this report was kind of all over the map at the beginning. The people who were like, like just focused on what will the fed do sees that 3.6% number on the unemployment rate, whether it's for good reasons or bad reasons. And they're just like, yeah, I'm just focused on that number, man. That's, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to have to do this. But there was a lot of there are a lot of people out there including former Fed officials who've looked at the looked at the underlying data and saying, you know, a real chance of a slowdown is going to happen. One that I that I watch and read pretty regularly is Randy Krosner. He was on the uh he was on the board of governors for the Fed. He's a Chicago trained economist. I I want to say he was a John Cochran. Nah, I'm not sure he John was there when he was there. He might, John may have shown up afterwards, but he was a, he's a Chicago school guy. Uh, and he's on pretty regularly, um, pretty regularly on, uh, and I think this is from CNBC. This is Randy Krosner, uh, talking about what, what this report really means for the second half of the year. And it's just a sample of some of what we are hearing, but from a guy who 
I think is pretty sharp. So let's play this cut number eight, please, John. This is uh, exactly as Mike said. You've got two different uh, surveys uh, and different ways of gathering the data, so they're not always exactly the same, and uh, we don't always know month to month why one is going one direction, one's going another direction. But I think both of them point to pretty robust uh, robust job uh, job market right now, but I do see that uh, weakening by the fall. You know, it, and I'm looking at these data and I'm saying, how are you seeing that this is going to weaken in the fall? How how are we seeing this uh, happen right now? Just give you another example. This was uh, Tom Gimbel, who runs LaSalle Advisors, and they do, they're a job placement firm. And so they talk to a lot of HR professionals, and, and this was on CNBC as well on um, – I believe this was from Thursday. I don't think I think this is before the jobs report. Let's play this cut number one, please. Now, the job market's really hot, Joe. I mean, we had a record uh, second quarter. We had a record June. We continue to see both. All we do is white collar search and white collar staffing. We seem continue to see record months. Uh, it's I was just talking to a couple CEOs last week, and it's fascinating that we're we're going to people are thinking we are in a recession or, or may, are heading towards one yet. We have unemployment at 3.5%. I think this is really what you see. And I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm just, everything's 2020 hindsight. When you flood an economy uh, with cash and people don't save, they spend, that you're going to have some tough times ahead. And we have inflationary situations, but it's not, you know, we talked about years ago, a jobless recovery. Uh, Now it's a job full recovery and it's, it's mind boggling to an extent. So if you look at the, where did I keep this? Here it is. Uh, if I look at look at just the wage information, so I'm going to set aside. Usually when I'm digging into the payroll report, I'm typically digging in to the level of employment by various sectors. That part isn't really terribly interesting for you to listen to this time. There isn't anything special going on in there except for the fact that the ad back to uh, the growth in the growth uh, in the in the uh, president's excuse me in the leisure and hospitality sector has been pretty mild. Okay, um, so if I look at if I exclude leisure and hospitality, this is an interesting statistic that uh, Bill McBride put up on his uh, calculated risk blog yesterday. Excluding leisure and hospitality, the economy has added. 800,000 jobs since the pandemic. So in other words, from the February 2020 level to now, if I take out leisure and hospitality and I take everything else, that's an add of 800,000. Now, is that enough? No, certainly not, because over that time time period, we probably have added about 2 million workers. So you would, you, or potentially would have added 200 million workers. So, excuse me, 2 million workers. Um, so that 800,000 into 2 million isn't really employing enough of them, you would think. But if I look at the Legion hospitality sector, it's down, it's down 16%, Bill points this out. It's down 16% versus February 2020. 1.32 million jobs lower than it was in February of 2020. million. So when people tell me, well, you know, the economy's not all the way back to the number of jobs it had back then, it's like, yeah, but that's a sector story. That's a leisure and hospitality story, which is why I found that service at that restaurant bar last night so interesting and compelling. And because I knew something about the backstory, I was looking to say, okay, so who are these people? Is Is he just taking anybody off the street? No, these were good servers. Uh, and and I'm I because I have a sister and a son in the business, I kind of watch it with a more with, with I think a fairly critical eye, and I, I just I was very impressed. The place you know, for a place that you know I, again, I wouldn't go there because oh I want a great meal, but I would go there for the ambiance and for the fact that the service is top notch. Um, and that that those are really good reasons to go. Those are really good reasons to go to a restaurant, but. Impressive. It was, um, and for so again, 
more than half a million jobs short of where we were in the pan before the pandemic. But it's over-explained even by leisure and hospitality. Everything else is actually up 800,000. Not up as much as I think it would have been had no pandemic happened. That's the counterfactual you kind of have to do. But I, I, I think that those numbers are, are, are kind of telling in terms of, in terms of whether or not there's a recession happening. So I got to talk about this and we'll get, let's, let's take a break here. Cause I want to take a, take a few minutes to talk about sort of this general idea of whether or not there's a recession coming on. Cause I got asked about this by a number of places. I was, in fact, I was on uh, Hugh Hewitt's show with my friend Ed Morrissey earlier this week. And I'm just telling you, it's the number one question I get. We're in a recession already, aren't we? No, we're not. I'll tell you why right after this. King Bang, you show the biz, 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. The fight for the unborn is raging in our country. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, clearing the way for many states to ban or severely limit abortion. The debates have never been stronger. During this critical time, the award-winning film, The Matter of Life, cuts through the rhetoric and hatred and exposes the real issues surrounding the plight of the unborn. The Matter of Life. Stream it today at SalemNow.com and have your own life transformed as you watch The Matter of Life. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce Reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. That's 800-457-9220. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Well, I tried to run my game. She said, man, that's the same old thing I've heard before. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. I have I have uh, been busy this past few weeks uh, answering some uh, answering some media requests. Um, I got a call, and I got a co- contact from... Um, 
the booker for the uh, Hugh Hewitt show er, earlier this week to talk about, to come on with uh, Ed Morrissey, who you've heard here on the Biz 1440s. He's, uh, of course, uh, one of the original Northern Alliance Radio Network uh, uh, bloggers. This is a man. Um, yeah, he is a man. And um, uh, late of Minnesota, now now in Texas, uh, and uh, is a... Um, uh, and is a you know kind of a kind of a big deal, but he and I chat regularly, and uh, he said, "Boy, you know, you seem to be pretty sure about yourself about this. Uh, there's no recession yet." I said, "I am pretty sure." And frankly, yesterday's jobs report confirmed my thoughts. Three point six percent is not an unemployment is not an unemployment rate, but I want to actually focus not on the unemployment rate, but I want to focus on wages and the level of employment. So. What I've been trying to tell people has been people that a lot of folks use this sort of uh, simple definition of a recession. Well, two negative quarters in a row of GDP. If GDP declines for two consecutive quarters, that's a recession. Like, that's it. It's like, well, that didn't happen in 2020. Right? We did not have. We did not have i mean that's a recession that we ended up saying lasted three months right that's a one quarter recession three month recession what that's would seem to indicate to me that the that the two quarter definition is not correct now i explained on to to uh hughes audience and to some other audiences as well to remember the way we do recession dating is is through four coincident indicators. We do not use a single one like GDP. There's a good reason for that. The GDP data come out with a significant lag. You get a preliminary number at the end of the first month after a recession, after, excuse me, after the end of a quarter, you get a preliminary number, or you used to call it the advanced number. But that number can be changed by additional data. It wasn't this past time. The the Q1 number was negative 1.5%. That, that number has been through a couple of revisions and will stay there. But we're going to get a second quarter number here in approximately three weeks. And we'll be, of course, here on the show doing that. We'll have inflation Saturday next week, and we'll have the second quarter GDP report in three weeks. I've got a busy month of uh, data analysis for you here on the King Banyan Show, and we're not going anywhere during the summer, at least not until we get get through the uh, the GDP report and we get through the Federal Reserve meeting at the end of the month as well. We're going to have all that information for you, uh, and then and then job Saturday. The week after that, I might actually disappear. For a bit, but we are going to be, we are focused on it. But again, the numbers we use to measure recession done by the National Bureau for Economic Research, which is basically a group, a nonprofit organization created to promote economic research and analysis. They have a group of economists who serve without pay for the purpose of trying to determine when the dates of a business cycle happen. Business cycles are dates that that constitute when we go from expansion to recession and then when we go from recession to expansion. And really, their job is to measure when did a recession start, when did a recession end. That's their entire job. They do that using four different broad measures of the economy. The level of payroll employment, the level of industrial production, the level of re- real retail sales, and the level of, of personal income less transfer payments, payments by government that don't relate to earnings of income. All right, Because we rely on this, this broad measure that the level of production, the level of sales, and the level of income should all be approximately the same thing. So we use multiple measures. We don't use a single number. We don't use GDP. And so when when people start yapping at me, I'm sorry, I, I, I get touchy about this. When people start yapping at me about, well, it's two quarters negative GDP, so we're in a recession. 
we started a recession all the way back in January. I'm like, that's not how it's done. Shut up. Yeah, just done with that. Okay? I am just done with that. And right now, industrial production is fairly strong. Employment numbers are still rising at a significant rate. Are they slowing from what we had six months ago? Yes. But if you go back to the pre-pandemic period, we'd have been doing handsprings. We would have been doing handsprings for for 300,000 jobs. We got 372. We just said that was really strong. We did so. I don't quite grasp this fascination with saying, "Well, I think we're already in a recession, or we're really close to a recession right now," uh, um, uh, and and so forth. I, I don't have enough time to play any of these clips for you. I, I I've got one or two that have that sound to it. Um, but I'm just, we're not there, right? The only thing I can point to that I would say is beginning to turn over negative is that real retail sales number. Some consumers are beginning to pull back. And I think what really is happening, and, and I'm gonna, we're going to talk about this a little, little bit in the next segment too, has been the fact that because we gave folks these large checks in 2020 and again in 2021, in return for them, you know, saying, we stopped the economy because of COVID. We put you out of work. Here's a check to tide you over. The checks were very generous because we didn't know how long the economy would be put on pause. It turned out it wasn't on pause for very long, but the checks kept coming. And so people built up these significant savings. And what we're observing is, little by little, from the lower end of the income distribution and now creeping to slightly higher levels of the income distribution, those savings are being expended by a combination of people going out to go to a restaurant or go on that trip to go do those things and uh, that they didn't do it during during the... uh, during the uh, during the COVID panic and, and the COVID shutdowns, combination of that and then higher prices also eating away at the real value of those savings. So as would make sense, the people at the lowest end of the income distribution are already beginning to pull back a little bit, where, while as those who are at the upper end of the income distribution still are sitting on a significant amount of savings. You're not going to see a recession until more people start running through the end of that pile of money. Or they just decide they don't want to buy things anymore. I don't really yet see that impacting other parts of the economy yet. But we're going to talk about that a little more right after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on a job Saturday on The Biz 1440. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Summertime! Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. From up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keaton. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And of I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air proud Force. to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Get your new garage door installed in just one to two weeks from Great Garage Door. Garage doors are experiencing significant supply chain issues, like the rest of the home improvement industry. But Great Garage Door has a large inventory of doors in stock and ready for installation in one to two weeks. Don't delay as prices are still going up. Buy from Great Garage Door now and save. Call Great Garage Door today for a free estimate at 763-767-3000 or find them online at Great Garage Door. Common Sense Business 